it's Donna. And I'm Emma. And you're listening to Gospel Girls. This is episode six and a half. <laughs> yeah, but seven. Seven. <laughs> it's coming out week seven, I guess. So, yeah. Seven. Um, okay. But continued. Yes. From six, uh, talking about the key people and you how know, you can impact others with yes. your life. Yes. So, I don't know if this goes with that or not. Maybe we'll find the connection. But we've been talking about Joseph in your Sunday school. Yes. My Sunday school. And today it was basically when Joseph is king in Egypt. Yeah. And all of his brothers come back um, after the second time of like yes. they're back. Again, and they're like, look, we can't go back to dad without Benjamin, the youngest brother. Because if we do, and he's already lost Joseph, and he loses him too, he will die. He told us that. Yeah. And they talk about that. And so Joseph doesn't even acknowledge that part. But he has this big banquet feast thing. Yes. And he sets up tables, and I didn't know this, but if you read in that verse, wherever it is, um, it says that Joseph seats the brothers in age order at their own table, which was the Hebrew table. Yes. And then he seats himself by himself, and then he seats all his Egyptian slaves and the workers that were in the palace and whatever over at their own table because they weren't allowed to eat together. Right. And when he put them in age order at the table... The brothers, it says that they marveled with one another, which means that they're, like, looking at each other like, what? How would he know that? How would he know our ages? Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, Tim said, it's almost like God was putting it in their brains to think about this. Like, who could this be? And he's already, like, putting that into their mind. Yes, because they did not recognize right. their brother. No. Yeah. And so they're preparing him, he, God was preparing them for like the news basically that yes. Joseph was about to give. Yes. And so then Judah stands up and Judah is where, um, our lineage basically begins. Yes. And we get Jesus. Yes. Eventually. And so Judah just kind of humbly, and that's very important, brings Joseph to the side privately not in front of the brothers and he's like hey and he recaps all of what the brothers have been through since day one of like we tricked our dad into thinking that his favorite son was murdered and we sold him into slavery and so we don't know where he is and we've had to live with that forever and then we've had to watch our dad go through this like illness and he's getting older and yeah. he's heartbroken yes. about it and all this stuff and now um we come here because there's famine where we live and we come to you for corn and grain and all this stuff but then we get framed for this cup and we get framed for stealing money and then he's like well then on top of it like now you're threatening to keep our little brother benjamin if you do that and we go back home our dad will die and he just like Hashes out all of this to mm -hmm. Joseph, who's standing there listening. And it says that Joseph walks off privately and weeps. And then he comes back. And he's like, tells them all. 
I'm Joseph. <laughs> and they don't say anything. And he explains to them, like, and he, the first thing he says is, how's your dad? And when he said that, and when he, when Tim read the verse, he got teary-eyed and emotional. And he was, like, crying. And y'all have to know Tim, like, he just doesn't do that. Yes. So he was, like, he cried. And that got me, because I thought, it really made that moment real of, like, he hasn't seen these people for 23 years. Yeah. And then he's, how's your dad? Is he, is he well? Um, is he sick? Is he dead? Is he alive? And then they answer him. And then at some point after the conversation, Joseph walks off again. But this time when he cries, it's so loud that the brothers can hear it. Everybody in the palace hears it. And so then he comes back and he says, I'm Joseph, the one that you sold into slavery, the one that, and God used this and made me king. And I want you to come and bring our dad yes. back and live here and I'll take care of you. And it's this whole thing. And they start talking about forgiveness, which is what I was trying to get to and how, um, no matter how much life throws at you or how bad your circumstance is or <laughs> what somebody's treating you like or whatever, like with God, we can forgive. Yes. And I was sitting there thinking, and you know, my circumstance was something that I've been very angry about. And it's funny that he would talk about grief today. And how it doesn't have to be the death of someone, but it can be the separation. Yes. From someone or or a decision or a job. Or yes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there thinking about you know what. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been grieving over it. I think you have too. And I looked at the, the phases and I really don't know which one I'm sitting at right now. I do remember being angry. So that, I that remember was you being angry. And so, but I don't know where I'm sitting right now. Well, I don't know so much that you went through denial. Yeah, yeah. What was the second one? Let's see. It was, um. I sent you the picture of Bargaining. You did that. Yeah, I tried. You went through the bargaining. (laughs) The denial, not so much that I feel like you went through the denial. You went through the acceptance. Yeah. Um, you went through the anxiety. Did I? Yeah. What was that? Just, you know, like when it was, um, it was like your nervousness of just, like you constantly talked about it. Okay. Like you constantly is like, I don't understand. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I feel like that was your anxiety moment. Okay. And then, um, I think after anxiety, was it shock? I don't know if that happened on Thanksgiving. I was going to say, I think the holiday was your shock moment. Yeah. Like, it is real. Yeah. Yeah. This really happened. And so, after that message, and then Sunday school and the forgiveness thing, my prayer at the top is about that. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you exactly what I wrote when we're not on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like forgiveness. And it's so funny because I've been kind of um, paralleling this situation with the prodigal son and how he comes back and he asks for forgiveness and the father forgives him but I can even parallel it with this story where it's like the brothers Mm -hmm. are saying all these things that they did and they realize it now yeah 
And Joseph's like, I forgive you. Yeah. And so I want to be like Joseph. I want to be like the father. You must. And I do, yeah. I have I to I mean, be, I think um, to have that heart and that joy and that peace and just, I mean, I've heard, I've been told by many people, well, I just don't get over things as quick as you do. Well, I just don't forgive so easily as you do. Okay, well, then you're a prisoner to whom? Right. To that unforgiveness and that yourself, really. And and where does it get you? It gets you in your anger. It gets you in bitterness. It gets your home in turmoil. Or it gets your relationships in turmoil. Or your business in turmoil. Like, all these things fester from unforgiveness. Yes. So, no matter what it is, I've always, I try to teach my children, forgive, I mean, the instant the instant you even realize someone has wronged you, even in the, in, in the very conversation, if you're wronged, forgive them. Yeah. Because then when God deals with them and they come back, you can say, well, I forgave you for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, but you can go on. Seven you can't times, help. Seven times 7,000. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, it's I just don't think it needs to end at infinite. seven times 70. No. I think what that means is. Well, the thing Just is, that's on. a really big number. I think if you do the I math, four hundred and it's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, no, what he means is over and over. Yes. Infinitely, no matter yes. what. Yes. Just like he would do with us. Yes. And it's so hard. And I also think that that's why he used the number to say, <sighs> we're both distracted now, to say, um, I know that you're human. And it won't be that easy, but it's also showing his grace. Yes. Of like, even though it's not this easy, I want you to try anyway. Yes. I'm giving you this mercy. You can do it through me and through my Holy Spirit. I go back to um, this woman that we heard last year at our women's thing. Um, gosh, what is her name? The Chilhawi lady that came to our... Yes, Ruth. Okay, Ruth, Ruth. When she was talking about um, her and her husband was maybe leaving the airport and she saw something and she was like, man, I wish I had that car. Yeah, man, the house. I wish, yeah, a big man, house. they have such a big house. I'd like yeah. to have a big house like that. Yeah. I guess envy, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But her thing was like, then I started thinking like, well, Lord, I like my house. Or, Lord, I like my marriage. Or, Lord, I like my little car. Yeah. Like, be happy for them. That's what I'm saying. Like, and she said she had to start off by saying... I'm happy for you, and not even meaning it. Yes. Like when somebody's like, look at my new necklace. Well, I'm happy for you. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to the Bahamas for vacation. Well, I'm happy for you. Right. But she didn't mean it. She said, but she grew to. Right. Because it just grew to be Mm -hmm. a sincere thing. So I think when it comes with forgiveness like that, too, I think it becomes quick, easy, and such a good feeling comes along with it. So something that I think that... We can flip this. In order to forgive somebody. I struggle with this part. Is. The person that you want to forgive. To me. In my world. My bubble. They have to say I'm sorry. Oh girl same. And it's like. That's not what God says. That is not what he says. Whether they say I'm sorry. Whether they realize they did wrong or not. If your feelings are hurt, if you're holding bitterness, if you're angry at them, you have to forgive yes. and put it out there whether they ever come to realize it or not. 
personally, I'm asking God for that person to realize. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see the remorse and to see the, honestly, to see their humbleness. Yeah. Because that's what I need. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm that same creature, too. Like, I'll forgive you, but I still want you to say you're sorry for whatever yeah. reason. Like, yeah. But I'll still go on loving you, and I'll call you every day, you know, and I'll still treat you like you're somebody. But at the same time, it's like, it's like a tangible or visual thing that you can see, like, your yeah. efforts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're hurt. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's not efforts. just a word either. Like, don't apologize to somebody and then not change. Oh, like, yeah. change the thing you apologize for. That's true for. repentance. And re- exactly. That's true repentance. And that's true it remorse. It means to turn from mm-hmm. and basically not go back to don't do it again. Yeah. And that's where it's like, so also, if you've done somebody wrong and maybe that thought's in your mind right now and you're like, man, I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have done that or acted that way. Um, go to them. It says, like, if you've got an ought against your brother. Yeah, you go to them. Go to them and say something. I can remember the moment I became such a forgiving person um, is when somebody came to me in my workplace and said that um, I had hurt them. And I didn't have ego. I don't feel like I have an ego issue. I don't feel like I have a pride issue. But for whatever reason, my wording for that day was, well, I'm sorry if Mm -hmm. I did this to you. And that girl looked at me and she was like, if, like I'm telling you, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. And that caught me off the way she was stern with me. And I was just like, Wow. Like, yeah, I can't tell you how I made you feel. Mm-mm. I can tell you how I meant it, and I can I, and I can't apologize. Like, you can try to say. Like, but I cannot tell you right. how you. That's right. I can't tell you what your feelings are. Mm-mm. So, you know, I encourage everyone to be open. You know, even when you feel like you're in the right, if somebody says, hey, this is how you made me feel, don't put if in there. Mm-mm. Just say, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and I think forgiveness will come so easy. And. Um, I heard I heard this woman one time say, I used to watch her show all the time. Like, when I would get off the school bus, I would run and watch her show. Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what's bad, though? Okay. <laughs> I know that there's like... I get it. This is going to be controversial. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. But what I loved about her, though, mm-hmm. whether it was true or not, mm-hmm. what stuck with me at the end of her shows was... Treat people with kindness. Yeah. Because one random act of kindness could truly save this world. Yeah. I mean, we all know yeah. it's got to go through what it's got to go through. We right. know that. Yeah, but yeah. just imagine, mm-hmm. like, her show always made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the games. Oh, me too. <laughs> and her staring people. Like, I just love it. Because <laughs> you know that's my thing. And I always, like, I wrote in one time. No, you didn't. Girl, I was like 13, and I was like... If you could just try to scare me one time, I am unscarable. <laughs> I'm like, you just do it. I didn't know you were not scarable. Oh, y'all. Challenge accepted. Right. But That's no. so funny. Get out there. Search your hearts. Who have you not forgiven? Mm-hmm. You know? 
Until next time, let's just leave it at that. Search your hearts. Okay.